0: Hi, I'm Alan Fleming and you're listening to Glory Days of Gold. Lord Provost Warren of Glasgow presents the Scottish League Cup to the side that lasted the course better. All conquering East Fife.
1: As I've made my way to that John wells road. Sing my songs for the boys in black and gold. I heard the stories about 1938. When I was just a boy, and knew I'd have to wait Now there's broken dreams and what might have been at that stadium by the shore. But those glory days in gold might return once more.
0: Hello, hello, how do you do? We are the boys from New Bayview and we're back with another episode of Glory Days of Gold, your East Fife and Scottish football podcast. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Gordon Henderson. I'm Doug Perry. Slowly but surely, much like East Fife's, climb up the table, we're getting the gang back together. We've got three now of the four. It's kind of like when... Mike Nesmith, I think, left the Monkeys, and then the other three tried to keep going. It just, it wasn't the same, but it, it's better than Peter Tork and Mickey Dolan's, which was, I guess, me and Doug, uh, me and, Doug, me and uh, Gordon last week. I did see the two of them here. They weren't bad, but it wasn't the same.
2: Uh, can I just quickly clarify that climbing the table from 10th to 10th, it's... Uh... Not quite the climb we were looking for, but, you know.
0: No, but we've got a point off the board. We're only three points off the top. There you go. That's the glass half full. Or we're staring the void of lower league football and the lowland league in the face. Is the negative way of looking at it, depending what message boards and WhatsApp groups you've been reading over the, the last couple of weeks. We'll get into all of that. We'll talk East Fife Stranraer, We'll get Doug's thoughts on the season and the summer signings that we touched on last week and a, a few fun things that's maybe happened in the the world of football this past week. Before we get into any of that though, let's hear from this episode's sponsor. May's mortgages are Fife-based mortgage and protection specialists. Our aim is to provide our client with high-quality, personal and friendly service. Our
3: advisors have over 25 years of industry experience and have an outstanding record for sourcing our clients the products that suit their needs. Where we're different though, unlike many other brokers, from start to finish, we won't charge you a penny.
0: Contact us via Facebook to find out more. So thanks as always to May's Mortgages for their continued support of the podcast. They support us, they support East Fife. Go and support them for all your mortgage needs. And again, thank you to everyone that made donations over the summer as well to help with our costs and keep the podcast going. And a good reaction to the podcast last week, last time I looked, which was after just three, four days of it, we're up to 280 listens. So the folk have missed us. And it was good to be back.
3: I think it was the extended totally. North American football chat that did
0: it. I, I think that that hooked the folk in, and Doug will be glad to know that towards the end I will be talking about some North American stuff.
2: Oh, lovely, lovely. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I I'm as surprised as those figures as I'm sure everyone is. To be fair.
0: Yeah, it's it. <laughs> it was it was very pleasing. It makes you feel appreciated and missed. So that was good, and Doug. Semi sober for this recording because your band playing at Promfest this weekend, as were my mates' band Thirteen Tombs, but they were on on the Saturday.
2: Ah, uh, okay, yeah, we uh, we we sort of opened the proceedings today at one o'clock, so I had my first beer at nine thirty this morning. Uh, I'm feeling, you know, remarkably okay. Mm, you look so, as well. No, you look- it well. It was. Um, Literally, we strummed our first chord as the rains came in. Uh, uh-huh, that our, was my next question,
0: what the weather was yeah, like.
2: <laughs> our, our our first song was ironically called World of Sunshine, which <laughs> was uh, quite interesting. But it turned into quite a nice day. I know that the last three bands have been kibosh because it's been absolutely torrential of late. <laughs> so it's been cut short. But do you know what? In terms of um, support, it was... Really busy, fantastic. A free event the Leibn Mouth Community or Leibn Community Council put on and it was fantastic to be fair. Very busy, loads of bands, loads of activities for the kids and stuff. It was great, really good.
0: That's kind of more what we kind of need for the area as well. It's, I mean, summer festivals, like when I was over last year, I was over at the Connect Festival that was on the Ingolston showgrounds and it was my first festival. Really, that had been at since I'd left Scotland like fifteen years before. So it was great to be back. Miss the days of tea in the park. Don't miss the rain, though. Turning Kinross into or Balado, I should say, in a fucking just. I remember a couple yeah, of years; but... the mud was just awful.
2: Yeah, do you know? I mean, I think for leaving and in, in the I guess the East Fife area, we've got Silverman festival, prom fest, and the Fife fest, which is in September. Which is all sort of uh, tribute acts, which is always very, very good. Really good at Silver Run as well. So it's three actually quite um, sizable crowds that they bring. In. It's probably two, three hundred at a time, which is that's great. Really good, and you know, nice to nice to see a little bit of a music scene growing in and around the area for sure.
0: Yeah, it w- it was really good in the late 80s, 90s. There were so many good five bands came through. A lot of my friends were in bands and stuff. We could do uh we could do a monkeys tribute at that tribute thing. I could fly over for that. I can hit a tambourine. I can mime the sure. music. Sure. Sounds good. Mm. We'll do that. You can be Mike Nesmith because you've got the musical talent. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate it. I'd like to be Davy Jones, the sex symbol pushing it a little bit and also well, deceased although three of them long deceased.
2: You, as long as you're good at the symbol if you're going to be a sex symbol it's, it's important
0: i can bang it like nothing on earth there you go yeah then you end up started so let's get into the the football talk <laughs> um strunrar big camel trek. one of a few that's coming up and you made it gordon
3: yeah i was down there uh not not a huge number of East Five fans there, but a decent a decent decent wee band, I suppose. Uh probably not worth the trip all in all. It's kinda you know, if you go you go to Shenrhal you kinda you want to win. But
0: Yeah. It's one of those trips you get to Kill Marnik and you're like, oh nearly there. Ah oh, fuck another couple of hours to go.
3: Yeah. And past a few sort of torrential pass through a few torrential downpours to get there, so and it was a fairly windy and rainy day when we got there
0: so jeez i didn't look much of a crowd i didn't check the attendance but uh, i watched i watched the Stranraer highlights because i like to kind of get the opposition view when we're doing the show but also they're on youtube which east5 really need to get our highlights on youtube if you want to grow it to like a worldwide audience basically it's like get your games on youtube folks stumble across it i watched Shit from all over the world on on YouTube, and I was watching Australia Cup action live last night. It was free on YouTube. Get your highlights up there, and you're going to grow the team, grow the brand to a worldwide audience. I don't know why we're stuck with putting it on the website and Vimeo.
2: Proper local dialect in the commentary, I love it. I I watched this from the Australia highlights Oh too. yeah, fantastic, fantastic.
0: I, I loved it as well, and yeah. It, it was nice to get the other biased viewpoint, as opposed to i, mean, I have having watched Liam's. I'm sure his was pretty biased in the opposite. And uh, in, in some of the decisions, but yeah, I mean, what what was the overall crowd like, Gordon? Because it it didn't they, look many folk there at all. They announced that it was something like
3: two hundred and seventy. Oh fuck! I would say maybe maybe something like twenty twenty-five. these five fans, so yeah, not great.
0: I mean, for a club like that. You've got to kind of fear if they're starting to draw those crowds. And I mean, they were down the bottom for a spell last year. That's one of those teams. If they drop out, you wonder what that attendance is going to be like. Is it sustainable?
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, they've had a good start to the season. And look at this team. They don't look like, you know, they don't look like a team that's going to be in danger of finishing 10th. But you do think to yourself, yeah, on those crowds, it's going to be difficult to stay in the league long term, definitely.
2: Have they ever been a massively supportive team? I always remember going down yeah. to Sonar back in the day and I always remember the, the playoff game, you've got, I don't know how many years ago we're talking now, but when we beat them, remember we beat them 4 1 at home. And yeah, kind of there was games.
0: loads of fuss that day.
2: Yeah, mm. but I always yeah. remember the, the, the old firm game was on that lunchtime and every pub was just absolutely heaving with Rangers and Celtic fans, mainly Rangers fans. So you, you kind of wonder. You know what's the kind of the, the the pool for these fans apart from outside the old Burm. It's, it's I guess it's the same everywhere, but in a in a little town like that that's kind of exposed on the west coast. Yeah, it's uh, it's not ideal
3: for them, is it? I think they've they've always had poor crowds, but I kind of assumed that, that there was always somebody kind of propping them up a wee bit in terms mm. of money, which is why it they've has always to managed be. to be quite decent. So, uh, they're always in danger if that goes.
0: Were they in the? Because I can't remember what the fuck it would be called at this point. But weren't they in the second tier at one point? Yeah,
3: they've
0: yeah, been in a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So they must have had fairly decent crowds for that. But when you're when you're looking at they play games against like Elgin, or if more Highland League teams come in over the years, the cost for them is just going to be absolutely crazy. And I, I thought but it
2: was as an away fan though, you know. Fair fucks to you, Gordon, for going. It's one of those ones, it's like, you get to air and you're like, we're almost there, but it's like another hour. It's just so far beyond sort of civilization. It just doesn't seem... It's one of these grounds that, I mean, you know, I like to think of myself as a big East FIFA fan, but unless it's a massive game, I'm just
3: not going to around. Oh, it's easy. It's easy to just say, oh, I'm skipping that one. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. One of the games that I missed down there that I always regret because I'd been rescheduled to midweek was when Ray Charles scored with a goal kick, or a a kick out from his hands wouldn't have been a goal kick, and it took a bounce over the keeper's head. No cameras that day. I think there were 75 fans that saw it, and I had been every game for the last couple of seasons, couldn't get off work, probably wouldn't have gone anyway, to be honest, on a Wednesday night, and it's like, fuck, you don't go and you miss something like that.
2: I wonder what Ray Charles has voted in our all-time goalkeepers. He must have been pretty up there with Marshall, etc.
0: Yeah, I don't know that he ever really got the credit he deserved. No, he was a, he was yeah, a good mean, he, keeper. He
2: was absolutely my era. When I first started watching his life, it was Ray Charles. And I remember. I think I'm going to go out on a complete limb and say 89 was that goal. It could be absolute rubbish, but it felt about that time. Yeah, I would say it would feel was, about that. The mainstay keeper when I first started watching his Five, legendary. I think main, mainly because of having the same name as a blind black oh. dude in the music industry. It was pretty good.
0: Well, if you think about keepers we've had, we've had a blind guy and we've had a goalkeeper called Butters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Yeah, at, le- at, least, pretty good. at least it's got a bit better now and we'll get on to our current goalkeeper and how he at least saved us in, in the match. Stranraer so were unchanged for this. Five subs on the bench, though, for a home game, which might show you some of the financial constraints that they could be under or just how difficult it is to attract players to the middle of nowhere. East Fife made four changes from the team that lost to Peter Head Gordon. So, Schiavone was out, Healy was out, Doherty was out, McManus went out, and then coming in were Pagey and Shepard from suspension, Gregor Nicol, and Kieran Miller. And you're thinking, oh, that's freshened the team up a bit. But if anything, they kind of... I mean, there were spells that they looked decent, which they should against 10 men, but it didn't seem to freshen it up the way you would be hoping it would.
3: No, I think the, all the changes that were made, I think, I thought, you know, made sense. I think Shepard and Page come back from suspension, they went in, makes sense. Uh, I like think Miller coming into midfield, I think obviously last week we struggled, you know, we struggled to get a a grip of the game in Redfield. That made sense. Um, Healy getting dropped, you know, he didn't have a great game against Peterhead, but you think, you know, you give him a, he he gets a few passes. Um, But I think obviously the the red card changed the game. Um, And I think straight away, you sort of think to yourself, well, the, the rationale for, for maybe dropping McManus and putting Miller in there probably goes. Uh when that red card happens because we're gonna get the possession. You want somebody a bit more forward thinking. Um but I think you know I, we did we did change the we obviously did change a few players, but it felt a little bit of a continuation of the Peterhead game where you just you know, you thought we're not really we're struggling to create things. You just for some reason, we're not clicking. It's, it doesn't look like it's happening. Um, obviously, we got the point, but we were playing against ten men for most of the game. Yeah, maybe Stranraer aren't quite as good as Peterhead, so you could say it's a better result. But you know, was the performance necessarily much better? Probably not. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Don't know what we need to do to kind of shake ourselves out of it, but uh, hopefully we do it soon.
0: I mean, there were flashes, Doug, and obviously we watched the same highlights. And I mean, maybe it was skewed. Gordon can let us know if it was. But when you're watching the Stranraer highlights, you're you'd struggle to know which team had one man less on the pitch.
2: Yeah, but I think I think Agnew mentioned that. I listened to his post match interview, and he kind of suggested that the sending off wouldn't have made a massive difference to them because it was their their spare man, if you like. So when they made the sub after it was an injury quite soon after it, maybe? Yeah. And they made a sub. I think he kind of made it out that obviously one man less, but in terms of shape and system, it didn't make a huge difference. I always wonder, could you be more bold in that situation and bring on a Healy for a defensive type player, you know, five, ten minutes after the sending off and go, let's give it, maybe not five, ten minutes, it was so early, but... You know, maybe even at half time or something just to because it didn't seem like we had control of the game given that they were down to ten after, you know, eight minutes. But <sighs> difficult. It's very difficult against ten men. We know that we talk about it quite regularly. But I think Greg mentioned after the game he was a bit disappointed that we didn't move the ball quick enough side to side yeah. and I guess tire them out. But um yeah, it's it's that thing do you kind of not stick or twist, but do you at least give it a go a bit more? I think the only one at the start of the game, I was maybe a bit surprised that Doherty was dropped because I think by all accounts, he's been pretty good um, so far. But yeah, very difficult. Very difficult with 10 men to, to know what the right answer is.
0: It's very interesting that you're saying difficult because I've written in my notes from listening to Greg's interview, which if you were playing manager cliche bingo you must have had not just a full house, but a full fucking card with what Greg was coming out with after the match. It's like, I don't know how many times he mentioned the word difficult. If I'd had time to watch it back or interest to watch it back, I would have counted, but he said difficult a lot. It was a difficult venue to play in. It's difficult to play against 10 men. The sending off changed the game plan. Um, but the Fight, heart. Can do better. Got a point. Early days. Keep plugging away. At least got something from the game. It's like every single box is ticked for something a manager's going to say after the game, which maybe I'm being a little bit harsh on Greg, but I'm I maybe more used to when you're speaking to managers here, they're a little bit more nuanced and they don't have as many cliches. But what, what do you say after a game like that, I guess?
3: It, it, it did kind of feel like a game that just... Kind of begged for a few cliches, and I suppose maybe in Greg's defence, you know, it just even well, you, just thinking you both
0: threw them out just now as well. So. Yeah,
3: even even thinking about the game straight away after it finished, it's just it's all these cliches coming into your head. Um, I think I, from Greg's interview, he did, you know, one thing I, I sort of appreciate a manager come out and saying is saying that. know that they just weren't good enough that individually just weren't good enough and he was saying you know the players know that they're talking about that and I think yeah for me I kind of like to see that because everyone knows it so I think coming out and saying that and saying you know we weren't as we weren't as good as we should have been and we should have done better um, I, I like
0: I like manager coming out and saying that it was referee Ryan Lee's first SPFL game according to the Strunrar commentators So he's obviously done local other things, and this was his first league game. He was quite the center of attention for some stuff for his first game in charge. At the end of the the Strunrar highlights, they said, pretty sure everyone will be walking, watching everything back and analyzing those decisions as he got booed off the park. I don't think he got, I don't think it was bad, bad, but there are some questionable stuff. And the first one for me was Craig Ross's sending off in the ninth minute, which I feel was harsh. I mean, it's a foul. It's a yellow card. He wasn't last man. And it was a clumsy challenge? Or did he just make it look clumsy and he knew exactly what he was doing? So I think... Yeah.
2: I... Oh, sorry, Gordon. I was, oh, going, just... I was going to say that just the... from looking at the highlight, I'm not convinced he tried to bring Fash down. I think he just stuck a leg out. Mm. Fash didn't almost kick into his leg. But I guess more so than the actual foul would be was he going to get to the ball? Um, I, I think the other defender isn't a question because I think Fash would have been away from him. The big question is, is he going to get to the ball? But then I suppose letter of the law, another cliche would be that um, if you're not sure, then I guess you've got to give the attack the benefit and he'd have to go. But it wasn't like a cynical tackle for me. But I think if you were... On the opposing side, you you would you'd probably be asking for a red, I think. I
3: was gonna say because it's not it's not last man anymore. I think technically it's denying a goal scoring opportunity.
0: Yeah, dog so.
3: Uh yeah. So <laughs> I think that the big question for me is is that goalkeeper I, yeah, I agree that that other defender's not getting the ball. Um
0: yeah, it it's wasn't. Is it maybe Dagso? Yeah, Dagso. So you're denying our goal-scoring opportunity. Oh, see, we say denial off goal-scoring opportunities, so and Dogso.
3: Okay, that's interesting.
0: You say dog so I say
3: Dagso. Let's yeah, call the whole sure. thing off and just let it, <laughs> let's just
0: have no rules, Mad Max style in Scottish love League Two. I love it. Um,
3: uh, it's it's whether the goalkeeper's going to get there first. I think, like, if you're mm. if you're var it and you're looking at it. That's the question, because if Fash, if you think Fash is going to get there, it has to be a red card, even though it feels a bit harsh. Uh, I felt at the time that the goalkeeper was, at least had a good chance of getting there first. The highlights make it look a little bit more towards Fash, I yeah, would say, because yeah. he's on the run. You know, He's,
0: he's uh, fast, so I think... he's like, he's going to get to that yeah. ball, nip it past the keeper. I would I'd put money on, at least the old Fash.
3: It, it did feel harsh, but I think it was one of these ones where it was fair. I think it was
0: a red card, even though it felt a bit harsh. I could certainly argue both ways off it. If it went against you, you'd be like, oh, come on. And I mm. think, like, obviously you then hope to benefit, which we didn't. And the rest of the first half seemed pretty boring stuff, really.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think... Bash had one shot, which kind of forced the goalkeeper into a save, and that was about it. That was really the only decent chance we created, which, yeah, you're sitting there at halftime thinking, we've had 40 minutes against, or 35 minutes against 10 men. We should we should be creating more than that. We should look dangerous, and we just didn't. It was a a terrible 45 minutes, really. Uh, Strenard weren't really creating much either, obviously, um, mm. so it was just pretty stodgy.
0: What I would say is, like, one of the first things Greg said in his post-game interview is about the sending off. It's kind of what we're trying to do, like get the ball for Fash, use his pace to cause defenders issues. That's great. That's how we should be using Fash. I'm all for the old-fashioned route one. It's like, if you've got a player like Fash that can run onto balls, perfect. But if that's going to happen, there's a good chance there's going to be more players get sent off this year. So we need to be working on how to have a game plan against 10 men because what was on display at Stair Park was certainly not a game plan to deal with that.
3: Yeah, I think for me that was the big thing that, fair enough, the game's changed after 10 minutes and maybe we came in with this plan and this way of playing that would have worked. But from, uh, from that point on, it just it seemed like we couldn't adapt to what the game had become. Uh, So I think that's probably the big criticism I would have with the performance. You'd think there would
2: be like a token, you know, preset thing Mm -hmm. where you go, right, this is how we're kicking off formation. If this happens after 20 minutes, this is what we'll change to. If this happens after whatever, you know, because just to kind of, you feel like, especially that early of sending off, you're maybe wasting 40 minutes half before you get into the changing room and go, right, okay, they're down to 10, let's change it, let's do this and that. Like I was saying at the start, I mean, if you could just go, right, stuff it. I know you're sacrificing someone who's done nothing wrong, but if you go, right, let's take a defensive player off, let's bring Healy on after literally 10 minutes and go, we're going for this. And that puts the shitters up them Mm -hmm. for a start. But to wait I don't know what you, I, I never know what you're waiting on, you know, if it, it, you know, just, I don't think anyone would have an issue if we absolutely went for it when they were down to 10 and happened to lose the game 1-0, if you've absolutely gone for it, because I think it's such a green, it's such a green light to go, right, we've had a bad start last weekend, we've had our wee opening here, this is our chance to make our wee stamp on the season, pre-season favourites and all that, inverted commas, and just give it a go and it didn't seem like anything really happened to, to make it feel like we were having a massive go at them
3: With the extra subs now, it's even more of mm-hmm. a free hit, you could have made one or two subs really early and you've still got chances you know, let, let's just say we made some attacking changes, we have got a couple of goals before half time, we want to shore things up you've still got substitutions to do that and keep one, you know, so it's it's even more, I think it's even easier to do that now than it was a few years ago yeah. Nobody seems to do that. Would to, at, would, it's
2: just Would you not look at a guy like Kieran Miller and go after 10 minutes and go, right, we don't need an out-and-out holding midfielder. We don't need one because yeah. we've got a man advantage. So if we take the game to them, there's no reason to have a sitting... You know, And Kieran Miller does a great job for us and he's got a specific role, but it's purely, purely in a defensive mindset. So you've got the extra man... He's the man you don't need in your team if you want to go and win the game. Take him off after 10 minutes. I yeah. know it's as I say, it's so easy to say at it nine It's So easy. But I just think that waiting that kind of waiting till half time and wait till 60 minutes and go, oh, well, maybe make a cheat. It, I just think as a fan, I don't mind our team just absolutely going, right, stuff it, We're giving this a go. We're going to go and take this swim and we'll, we'll go for the win. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But that kind of like, oh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it pans out. It just takes too long. And by the time you do then make the changes, it doesn't really, nothing kicks in enough or quick enough to actually go and make a big impact in the game. And I just think by, again, purely by highlights for me, but it just seemed not that difficult for Strunar to stay in the
0: game. Yeah. And the, the thing is as well, we had 80 minutes to find a solution. And it feels like we wasted 70 off them. And it's only the last 10 that we maybe started to play. And then you look at the subs. So you bring Healy on in the 53rd minute. One sub, solo sub. So you've wasted a sub window where you could have made that at half time. If that was going to be in your minds, like what was different in eight minutes? Did he think, oh, I want to see the first eight minutes just to see what was going to happen. We had that here with one of our cup games with the whitecaps where this defender was getting burned and everyone's like he needs to get taken off at half time they waited until he then got fucked for a goal and were one down and it was about the 53rd minute and it's like oh let's take him off now and then that's wasted a sub window as well I i don't get it it's like eight minutes if unless nickel was injured and tweaked something and they had to do the sub then you make that sub at half time
3: yeah, agreed. Agreed. I don't, it, and it doesn't really seem to be just an East Five thing. I think generally in football, it seems like the you know how much people think about subs and how much they're kind of bold with subs, and it it just seems to be that everyone does the same thing. You know, you wait until sixty, seventy minutes, you do a like for like. It, it seems to be so rare that um, managers are actually kind of seem to be reacting to what's going on and and make a significant change. Uh I'm I'm not sh- yeah, I'm not sure I understand that. I mean maybe yeah, maybe it's it's easy to say but yeah, I, I
0: think mean, that as well. The, the, it hasn't changed in the Scottish league that if you make your sub at half time that's not one of your windows.
3: Indeed, one no, of the, one of
0: the cup competitions here changed it, so a half time sub counts as one of your three windows. But I haven't seen that for Scotland so as far as I know you could make a half time sub and it's not in one of your three windows,
2: yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the rule is in that. I guess for me it would be, I suppose you were there, Gordon. Like, what position did we start out with? What formation were we doing at the start? Like, as in, what I'm meaning is, mm. if you take Miller off, can you make that a very sort of expansive attacking move without completely upsetting how we'd set up in the first place? Is the issue.
3: I and mean, we we started off basically the the kind of standard formation, if you like. Uh, Shepherd was sort of just behind Austin up front, and then you had Walls on the left, Nickel started on the right. So yeah, I feel like there was definitely there was definitely a an option to to take Miller off as the most defensive player. Now whether you just wanted to do a like for like and put say McManus on. Uh, or whether you wanted to, you know, really kind of go for it, and you could up, you could absolutely have put in Healy on and gone kind of maybe like a four four two, like it was there. I think to to make either of those changes.
0: Healy came on fifty third minute seconds, being on the pitch, he goes down under a, a challenge. He's calling for a free kick, Stenrar just take the ball up the field. It wasn't a free kick at all for me. I just think he went down so easily.
3: All right, and then, instead of looking at what was happening, compared yeah, to the ref, like... which he does he does a few times, and every time, I mean, as Stranraer scored, I was sitting there raging that he'd, instead of getting back up and potentially try to win the ball back, which was there to be one, he wasn't even looking at the ball, he was looking at the ref complaining. Yep. And you're like, just... Fucking do that
0: once a whistle blows. That's uh, exactly what I was thinking when I was watching it. Because Jamie Dolan just goes in a run and no one goes anywhere near him. But at mm. least if Haley had got up to track down and chase him back, you're putting the guy under pressure and he's not just gonna like run what fifty, sixty yards.
3: Yeah, it was poor. Everything everything from the initial losing the ball was very, very poor in that goal. But but at the same
2: time he's run fifty, sixty yards. Like, I, I, I totally agree. Like, there's there's that plate the whistle, you know, Jack's an emotive kind of character. He's going to, you know, go into tackles, go down. He's going to moan. He's going to hump and moan and all that. But you've still got a long way to go from when he's lost that ball to when they've scored. So oh, there's, yeah, there's a
0: lot of other East 5 players that I'm, this guy yeah. just ghosted past, and they're just standing there going, oh, look, he's going on a run. <laughs> I mean, it was, a, it was a great goal from a Stranraer point of view because it was a great run. And then gave the ball to Orr. Cuts inside very easily on Pagy. Just kind of leaves Pagy standing there. And it's some finish to the far post as well.
2: Should the commentators call him Thomas, though? I mean... Yeah. Do you know what? There's it something, was Tam this, it, Tam that. Yeah, there's something very tin pot and very uh, lower Scottish league when they're like... like oh What a finish from Tam Orr. Look at this turn from Tam. Don't call him Tam.
0: His name's Thomas. Well, we right? had Tam McManus...
2: No, I get that, but that was a long time ago. Times have changed. You know, he, for, for, he, will, for maybe, some. he will maybe, they, they or I, you know, gender Thomas McManus anyway. So well, I mean, has Str- has
0: Strunrar come into the 21st century? Gordon can answer that. He was down I there. I
2: think Tom, Tom Orr. Tom is fine. But Tam, I don't know. We're getting into Jerry Cinnamon category here. It's, it's worrying. <laughs> it it
0: was, it, nobody has an answer to that. I was going to make a, that's a spicy take from from Doug there as just a, a pun, but yeah, has, has changed? Is it still, as it looked in the 1980s? It's, it's It's been dragged
3: kicking and screaming into the 20th century. Strunar, I mean, yeah, I don't think it's, doesn't look like it's changed too much the first time I was there.
0: When if the green grocers are still there that we bought all the carrots for to throw out Doogie McCracken? Still one of my favourite away day memories. Outrageous. Yeah. Wonder if we're allowed in that bus company again? And how long it took for them to clear the hay? (laughs) All questions that will never get answered. Let's get back to the game. So it's 1-0 with Strenraer. And then... I mean, they were playing the better football from, again, the Strenraer highlights. And they were coming forward. They were pushing for a second. We had a couple of chances. Healy played in Miller, and it just was just a little bit too far beyond him. And then, seventy seventh minute, McManus just missed times uh kick in the box uh, on Dolan. A clear penalty. I don't think there's any questions about that.
3: No, I think it, when I was at the game, I thought it looked harsh because it just looked like. They both kicked each other, we both went to the ball and kicked each other and both went down. Yeah, because McManus highlights... went
0: down selling it. it's like, oh, I've been hurt as well.
3: <laughs> but in the highlights, no, nah, Strenard player gets there first. Again, it's not, it's not obviously not a deliberate foul. McManus is just going to clear it, but Strunar player gets a touch and gets taken down. So penalty,
0: yeah. And then Alan Fleming, the hero of the hour, two penalty saves. I've watched the first one back and I still can't really see what he did to get it retaken.
2: And uh, I, I, I think he, his back foot came off the line before it was kicked. I
3: think his heel was kind of off the line, yeah. maybe. I think, yeah.
2: I mean, I think there, there's so many things to look at with that those penalties. I mean, two, two saves. I wouldn't say good saves, but no, I mean, it was red. two
0: shit penalties. Well, it was, oh.
2: it was, but also quite ballsy from the penalty taker to go. The same shit way and the same shit contact. Yeah, um, and and again, massive fair play to Fleming for going. He's going to do the same shit contact and the same shit way and go to me because <laughs> you know, it it was a couple of slaps. It was it was weird. It was literally like watching a replay. I mean, they yeah. were
3: absolutely yeah. identical. And he, and he rolls the ball out the same direction as well I mean I, yeah. I thought I was having deja vu when I was watching <laughs> it it's like everything is happening exactly the
0: same yeah it, it's Grindhog Day I think if you're going to have a Grindhog Day is not the place you want to be living the rest no. of your life over and over I mean and, and every- to, to be fair to Fleming I mean he's done it a lot for us Yeah, he really
2: has yeah. he's a very good penalty um, saver is that the word sure stopper but I mean, obviously, the the absolute obvious thing is, without that, there's no way we get a point.
3: Yeah, no, that's, like the, yeah, that's the point.
2: It's the, it's the catalyst to having a little bit of belief down the last 10, 12 minutes to go, right, we, we might get some of this. Because, I mean, it's one of those ones, if that goes in, you, you could easily have seen us losing 3-0 again. Mm. You
3: know,
2: it's, it's, a huge, it's a huge moment in the game.
3: You could feel the change, you know, as soon as that, that second penalty got saved. Just every every East Fife fan, probably the players, has just gone from this is terrible. We're going to get beat. Can't believe this is happening. To oh, like you know, it just feels like we can go and get this.
0: And it seemed to Definitely. lift the players as well because it, it certainly yeah. looked that the last ten minutes it was always Fife. Now part of yeah. that is going to be Strindar, were tired, and as I mentioned, I had a short-handed bench, which that's why you need to attack them more. Get these defenders so tired that they're under the cosh that they're constantly defending for like 10 minute spells at a time, tire them out because they did look tired later on. They were giving away cheap fouls and then they gave away the, the equaliser. Horrendous goalkeeping. Great anticipation from from PG. I I do like the The two Srenrar commentators, one thought it was a foul on the keeper, one thought it wasn't. Now he gets the ball, he drops the ball. There's no foul there. He's maybe a little bit impeded trying to get to the ball, but I think at that point it's fair game. Because he's not got control of the ball. Yeah, I think the that's, ball that, was the,
3: that was the key thing. He doesn't have control, uh, so it's kind of fair to challenge. I think that's what's like put the ref on our side of
0: that. Yeah, Doug may yeah, disagree.
2: I <laughs> I, no, I, I don't disagree, but when you watch it in the highlights, he fumbles the first one.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It comes back up, and it looks like it looks like he's got it in his hands, or at least the vicinity of two hands. And it's not Paige, it's Trouton, maybe?
3: Trouton runs at the really? back of
2: him. Yeah. Well, sort of nicks it out of his hands. Oh, he hands, gets a maybe. foot
3: across, doesn't he? Yeah.
2: Aye. It, I don't know. For me, I watched it back three or four times. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I, I, I'm genuinely leaning a wee bit towards it, it might have been a foul. It could just easily. I, I think, I think he, he fumbles the first. And then and then I think if you freeze-framed that, I think he's got that in his two hands and he's nicked out his hands. And it's obviously very quick, so extremely hard for the ref or whoever to call it. But normally that's the sort of decision that just goes with the goalie, yeah. so we will take it. But it just seemed, I don't know. I mean, the keeper deserved it for being absolutely shy.
3: I was going to say, maybe the ref's just gone, nah, I'm not giving you a foul back. for that. Yeah, you deserve sure. to concede a goal for that.
2: And, and, and if that's <laughs> that true, I... If that's true. That's a great debut from the official. But, <laughs> oh, no, it, it, it looked um yeah, it looked a wee bit contentious, I, I
3: would yeah. say. On the highlights, definitely. Like as it happened, I didn't, you know, wasn't in a position to really see it, but watching the highlights, like, oh yeah, that could absolutely have been a foul there. Yeah.
2: Where it, were it, these it, fans and concerns with the goal
3: there? Um uh so we were in the the we, the we stand, the wayside of the we stand. So the, that the, that that the camera
0: was... would have been at. I never, I never saw. I never saw the Stranraer highlights. Actually, I never it's saw any fans for the, for pretty much the whole highlights. Uh, that that goal was on our
3: our right. So okay, so you're in the ah oh, okay. Uh, so Trouton's back and the goalkeeper's back would have been to us. Uh, okay, okay. Right, okay, that makes The Stranraer fans behind the goal would have had a pretty good view of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty sure they were raging. that. I, yeah. I,
0: like, it's, I can't remember the last time I went to a game in Stranraa, probably talking maybe 20 years or so. It's a lovely little ground when you see like it. It's like, it, yeah. it's, your, it's a proper, for what I would class as a proper football ground. Mm. And the pitch looked fantastic, so there was no excuses for not being able to move the ball about, which is obviously one of the reasons that, that Greg was... It was windy. It was Yeah, very windy. it did look yeah. windy. Yep. Yeah.
2: But when when you play at Bayview <laughs> on an artificial surface, you can't use wind as an excuse for sure. No, we'll scrub
0: that one. I mean, what did you think of Fash Gordon? He doesn't feel like he's fully firing on all cylinders yet. I know he's still getting back from his dead leg, but it's... no, it
3: does, it does, it does feel like he's not at a hundred percent. I think, I think if. Uh... I always thought last week if Shepard was available, there's there's a question about whether Fash would have started. Because um, I think he did look a bit off the pace last week, which is fair enough. I think he's still looking a little bit, yeah, like maybe, you know, he's not reacting to things quite as quickly as you want him to. He's still maybe. But I think it's one of these things. I think after missing most of last season and kind of having that dead leg, I
0: think it's understandable. Um but yeah. I mean, Doug, we touched on this in the show last week, it kind of feels if Fash is on fire, his wife will be on fire, and a lot of what he does and how he performs this year is going to dictate exactly what we do in the league, but for him to perform, he is also going to need service, and I'm a bit worried that he's going to end up trying to do too much on his own.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, in terms of assigning at this level, it's I mean, for us, it's pretty marquee. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was the—I guess it was probably the, the standout signing, probably from anyone in our league. Hence the ridiculous bookies odds on league winners, top goal scorers, etc. I agree with Gordon. He's, look, he's not—he's not had a proper run at it as a season now for a couple of years, and that was always a question mark when he when he signed again. That he's, he's—he's been injury prone. He's had his issues. He's a frustrating player, he's always been a frustrating player I mean I suppose that Elgin Cup game Would be the perfect example of where I mean To, to quote a mate of mine He was pretty shite and scored three goals it, Which is it, You know It is not An unusual thing to hear for me um, it's, the, it's the
0: mark of a I was going to say a deadly strike I don't know about that It's, it's the mark of a, a lower league goal scorer That you can be shite but you've, you're in the right place at the right time to put some of them away.
2: Well, I mean, obviously, it goes out saying we'll have them strike every week and score three goals. Yeah. But it, I think, I don't know, I, do you know, it, it kind of reminds me of back when Darren Young was a manager and we had that thing where we would bring on two, uh, whether it's a strike partnership, on as a one hour when it's not quite happening after 55 minutes. I kind of thought of the essay, could you imagine like a Healy and Fash coming on with? 20 minutes to go with a tired defence at nil-nil. I I just think we need to use him wisely. Um, and I, yeah. I don't know if he's quite there at the moment. I mean, I I, I kind of wonder next week whether it might be worth Shepard up front or whatever just to give him that thing of coming on as an impact or whatnot. But he's, I mean, look, he's not firing right now, but it's it's very early days. And if he does fire... We've got the best record in the league. Simple.
0: Did I buy my Fife Messi shirt with number nine in the back a little bit too early? Why did we not introduce him like Miami introduced Messi as well with a whole hour, if he's that big a marquee signing, a whole hour introduction? Because he's not Messi. Oh, works. I, oh. we, I, could, we could I have had know. your band perform on the pitch.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've all got busy schedules. Maybe it was our part-time media department. And uh, I actually blame generally the commercial directors.
0: Oh, yeah, they're the worst. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. the worst. Actually, generally holding us back. <laughs> so do you want to do a 3-2-1, Gordon?
3: Yeah, I've got a 3-2-1. One. Um, one point I've given to Easton. I thought he was pretty steady. Um, won a lot in the air. Um, just generally pretty decent. Uh, two I've given to Troughton some people might kind of hum and haw a wee bit about that but I thought he was very involved he w- he was always trying to get on the ball always trying to get the team moving um, and yeah I thought he was alright and three points for Fleming the double penalty save just have to give him that 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 was like we said it was really the catalyst to get us back into the game and yeah it was ridiculous No, they, they didn't didn't there were two pretty poor penalties, but he's still got to save them And that was a ridiculous moment I've never
0: seen that happen, so Get some three points for that I was getting worried when you were working your way up there When is he, is he giving Fleming points here? I <laughs> know uh, yeah. Talking of penalties, I don't think we discussed this last week I, I take it the Scottish League this season's under the new IFAB penalty rules so keepers can't do all their wee, weird shit and stuff. Oh, we did touch on it last week because I talked about that guy that was pulling things out of his nose against the Whitecaps. He he was at it again this week. Um, it didn't go to a penalty shootout, but his team conceded a penalty in stoppage time. So he runs off the pitch without the referee giving him permission because he has to change his gloves. Then the referee lets him do it. Then he runs back on. It's like, oh no, hold on a minute. I need to get some tape off my stomach. And then he came back and then he's like doing tightrope walking on the line. The whole time this guy's had the ball in the spot for three minutes waiting to take the penalty. Did
3: he score? Yeah. Oh, good.
0: So it, all, it all backfired. On what
3: an him. arsehole.
0: Yeah, but do not think
2: it's one of these fucking rules for me that it's like, it, it's part of the fan... Experience of being at a game, you know, laughing at a goalie doing this sort of shit, yeah. bouncing off the bar. It, who cares about the striker? He's got a massive advantage from taking a dead ball free kick or whatever from twelve yards out, and just let the keeper do what the hell he wants. Because it's actually funnier if you're the attacking team when the goalie's been a fan and he scores it anyway. Because it's yep. like, well, that was a waste of time. But then, you, yeah, I mean, I listened to a show last week. um, but you think about your grubble hour. I mean, that's so iconic. Like, mm-hmm. so, like, so iconic. And you're saying you can't do that.
0: Yeah. Oh, what are
2: actually doing, really? I, I, you know, if, you, if you're a good striker and you've got your tunnel vision of what you're doing, you, it shouldn't matter what the hell the goalie's no. doing or what anyone's doing. I just think it's one of these things that's like the, the whole fan experience. Like, Who cares about us? Who cares about what the fan watching on TV wants to see? We'll just be like, oh, no, you've got to just stand there very, you know, very still, and waiting on the kick getting to,
3: it's its crazy. We'll say we'll start finding teams if fans make a noise during a penalty. Like you've got to be quiet, yeah. you've got to sit down. Ridiculous. Well,
2: I, I've always said, and I make no bones about it, the whole respect to kicker thing in rugby is the biggest pile of pish I've ever heard in my life. Oh mind. god! If, if, you know, if we're two points ahead of rugby in the last, literally the last kick of the game. England have got a penalty from 80 meters or whatever on the touchline. Am I just going to sit there and go, Oh, full respect to the goal? Fuck that. I'm booing the shit at this guy and I'm going to make him feel uncomfortable. Yeah, sport.
3: That's surely sport. Everybody who thinks like that will 100% say the line, Oh, it's a game for hooligans played by gentlemen. Fuck Fuck off. Yeah.
0: There was a, a Canadian Premier League game yesterday, and the mic picked up this fan at a C- penalty CPL. CPL, yeah. CPL, cool. He's shouting at the the keeper. Fuck you, Irvin! I don't care where you're fucking from. Fuck you. Fuck your family. And then the penalty gets taken, and his, the team scores it, and they're all like, ah. "It was so yeah, loud on the mic; it was like fantastic." Yeah, but you've got you've got to see that
2: sort of stuff. Yeah, you, you, you think back. We have talked about it loads. You think back to some of the stuff you used to say
0: to players oh. of opposing.
2: I mean, it's horrendous. It's well, I'm thinking
0: absolutely Paul, Paul McGrillan at that, that strong, yeah, playoff game. Yeah, yeah that's always that the popped, popped into my too. mind. But talk about things that pop into mind, like keepers. If you say wobbly legs, if it was like oh Bruce Grobelar scorpion kick. or oh, H- Higita was it? Rene Higita, Higita. Yeah. Higita, yeah, stuff like that. Seaman. Lobbed from fifty yards, always difficult to do. I've tried it, <laughs> but it's like they, these things give you iconic moments, and it does feel like like VAR's taken so much fucking enjoyment from the game. You've got to wait. Is it a goal? Can I celebrate? It's like now you're I mean, you're sucking the life out of it. penalties, looking around the rest of Scottish League Two, I'm starting to get used to typing in Scottish League Two. I all last year and this year I've been initially going into Scottish League One. That's clearly where my heart is. Bonnie Rigg beat Clyde 2 0 away from home, which I think we can maybe now feel Clyde are in for a shitty season. Yeah. We thought it could go either way. The Clyde fans weren't optimistic, and I think we're seeing why. Spartan. And... Yeah.
2: I, 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 honestly, I, I was kind of laughing. I, I was at home watching. Is it Simon and the Boys, we call it now? I'm not sure what the guy. On Jeff and the Boys is known. Anyway, you're looking at our league, and I was literally with a minute to go before half time, just been like, "Please, someone score!" Because there's nothing worse if the guy goes. And we go over to Scottish League Two half time results: nil, 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 nil. nil, nil <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> Every game was nil nil. But I actually think those full time results sum up what this season is going to be.
0: Yeah, because last week there was three draws from the five games. This week there's four.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah, so ten, like, 10 games played, 7 draws That's it's like ridiculous. insane yeah. And last week, let's see 4 teams failed to score And this week, 5 teams failed to score And 4 teams scored 1 goal
3: It's an exciting league
0: Ah, <laughs> I mean, there isn't anyone that you're looking at right now That you think is going to be walking away with this Which is, is sure. at least good for us Considering... That we only have one point, but it's like.
2: Yeah, but even the simple things. I always think if you have one point from two games, every single year you're five points behind. Every single yeah. year, yeah. Someone's going to win two in a row, and we're yeah. only three.
0: Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just,
2: I just think it's that sort of league. I think it will be. I still think Elgin will, will drift, maybe. But I'm trying to think who they signed on loan striker-wise this week, who I thought was maybe quite a good, decent signing. Um, I don't know from Inverness or something like that, but someone had oh. heard his name. Um, it did help I him yesterday. Think, yeah, but in terms of, ah, well, still a good result though, isn't it?
0: Oh yeah, like 0-0 cool. at 4 for.
2: I just think maybe in a few weeks it might sort of start taking shape, but I'd, I would be amazed. There's, there's no one there in the top 7 or 8 that you're thinking is a guarantee to for top 4. No. It's like... Any team that can string some
0: results together now and get points on the board early, that's going to set them up nicely yeah. for the rest I, I of the year. Can,
2: I, I generally could make a case for seven teams to make top four. Like a genuine case.
0: Like but I you, don't, I don't, even, I, even Spartans, we don't really know yeah, yeah, enough about them right now, but it's yeah. like they're they're grinding out points, which is kind of what you need to do. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah I mean so it's 4 for nil Elgin nil Dumbarton 1 Spartans 1 Bonnie Reg beat Clyde 2 0 and then an exciting game at Peterhead no no but two setting offs so Michael Anderson will not be playing for inning against us next week I don't know who he is no take it though <laughs> the the standing his, his dad his dad Viv was an
2: excellent uh, centre half for England back in the seventies and eighties.
3: And his yeah, mum, his mum really? Pamela, was uh, quite famous as well.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, well, oh, funny, she she funny stood out from that. the rest.
3: Funny you you say
2: that his auntie Tessa, oh no, it's Tessa Sanders. Right? Sanders. <laughs> Got it wrong.
3: Sorry. <laughs> close, close. It, his well, his aunt fine.
0: Fatima Whitbread.
3: <laughs> his granddad Jerry made the Thunderbirds.
0: <laughs> but, oh
2: but yeah. We- what was very funny was uh, a friend of the pod, Jonathan Selmer, Wraith Rovers fan, aka bastard slash wanker, uh, was down at the ladies open this week and he sent a message in our group chat saying, Which female eighties athlete star has just walked into the the clubhouse? And literally three of us at the same time went fat my bread and he's like, Yeah. And we're like, Well, <laughs> I can't I can't think of another famous <laughs> eighties, nineties athlete. I it was the shoes question of
3: all time. Here's a more difficult question next time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the it Zola bad.
2: Bud? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Did she have shoes on? No. <laughs> Zola Bud. Yeah. Was she carrying a javelin? Yes. Bamma wet red.
0: Ah oh, fantastic. <laughs> um yeah, looking at the table, Peter Head, Bonnie Riggs and Rar, all in four, Dumbarton Spartans four for Stenny on two. Elgin Clyde and East Fife, all in one, we're bottom, we've got minus three, in goal difference. Ah, who cares, it's early days, we have lots of time to turn this around. I had a quick look at the Lowland League, just out of curiosity. Boness five out of five, leading the way from East Kilbride just now. East Stirling, third bottom, one point from five games. That was grim. Mm. And then Caledonian Braves. Oh, they're crowdfunding that thing that I shared in their WhatsApp group. I don't you know folks All oh, they're raising money. They've got interest from all over America, folk investing in the team. Fourth bottom, one win, four defeats. Two goals scored. Yeah. I, for a split second, I toyed with putting money into it. Just cause I was like, oh, I get to help pick the team and shit. We might have to play <laughs> them in the cup one day. And it's like, yeah, let's just, <laughs> let's let rest all these guys.
3: Put a striker and goals and things
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Americans love all that uh, So Doug, what's your thoughts on League 2 for, for this year Who do you see If there's so many you could have in the top 7 Who do you see as the team that's going to win it And why is it us
2: I, I definitely Don't think it's us N- Nothing to do with the first 2 games I, I was I yeah, not amazed that we were favourites, but but surprised for sure. And I, as I said earlier, I think it's purely on the the fash Yeah. that he's Well, he was favourite
0: for top scorers. Uh.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think if he plays every game, I would imagine he'll get seventeen or eighteen goals for us. But yeah, it's it's a big. I, I've no idea. Generally, I've I've no idea. I think it's. I think it's as open as I can remember it. I don't see, I think there's all, I think the Barton will be up there for sure. Just quite an experienced team. Not a huge overhaul from last year. Look, I think we'll be up there. Um, I'd be very disappointed if we didn't get top four because it would be a bit of a backwards oh, step from yeah. last year. But, but at the same time, like I, yeah, like I said earlier, I could I could make a case for so many teams. I think Steny looked like they've built quite a good squad. Um, I think Forfer looks strong I think obviously McKinnon staying is a good thing for however long that will be until another opportunity comes for the snake to slither away um, I think Spartans are unknown but they've, but as a nucleus of a team they're pretty strong you know, I think they're 1-11 pretty strong um, and like everyone's saying I think Elgin will struggle mm-hmm. I kind of thought Bonnie Rig would but you look at like Saturday and you think maybe not. And Clyde are obviously pretty pissed. Their fans are not happy, like not happy with a capital. not. I, I, um, I am. I would not put money in this league at all, at all. I, I, I think we could finish anywhere from one
0: to seven. Yeah, I think the bottom three. Most folk are probably thinking Bonnie Red, Clyde, and Elgin. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, Bonnie Rig could surprise. What Bonnie Rigg did well last year, which is what I'm talking a little bit about with Spartans, although this is much to a lesser extent, is they put some points on the board in the first quarter, and that kept them safe towards the end as well. So, I mean, that kind of helped. Just going back to the Lowland League, Albion Rovers are down near the bottom, but they have only played two games. But it's going to be interesting to watch to see how they they do, because, yeah... I think that's pretty much it. Not too much more to talk about from the show. I want to give a shout out to something I saw on East Five's Twitter today. Logan Briggs, under twenty player, has qualified with Scotland for the under nineteen Cricket World Cup. Mm. So he's a he's a dual player. And I was trying to think, have we had any other players that play two sports? Which then got me thinking we've had a lot of players that you could argue haven't even played one sport. When we've seen them in an East Fife jersey. Something sticks in my head that Davy Gorman played cricket.
2: Andy Gorham played cricket.
0: Yeah, that I do remember. Gor- yeah. Gorham, Gorman. Maybe that's just where yeah. I'm mixing that up. But... I wonder if that's where you were going there. He represented
3: Scotland. He was uh, represented Scotland fully at both sports. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, once you're out with the sort of eighteen seventies, that must be pretty rare.
2: Who's the guy who was the guy down south that England that played for like county cricket and... Oh, God, who
0: was that? Ian Botham Someone played, Ian Botham oh, played for Scunthorpe. Yeah. He That's played correct. on Scunthorpe's reserve team. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, having yeah. having two, two sport players is, like, quite interesting. It happens a lot over here because parents put their kids into so much stuff to try and get a scholarship to college. And sometimes they excel at, like, both. But...
3: Yeah. Andy apparently Andy Murray was also a pretty good footballer and yeah. kind of had had the opportunity to go down either path. Yeah, um, I think he's yeah. made a
0: lot more money. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, probably a good choice.
0: Right yeah. <laughs> I, I actually randomly played
2: cricket um, last week in uh, at the Scottish Open. I was in the the slip cordon as it's known oh. with Dame Laura Davies. Her and I in the slip cordon was was quite interesting. Mm. Um, she also pulled a hammy while running down the wicket which was hilarious even though she was playing the event in the next couple of days and she washed it down with a couple of pints which was very respectful very respectful
0: I don't mind cricket I know it's meant to be a frowned upon thing in Scotland I can't be arsed with the five day games but like the one day the 2020 haven't quite got into what's that other thing that they're doing just now Something, the hundred the hundred yeah I haven't really seen that or got into it but
2: I mean, Michael, I wouldn't be adverse to us coming out of the show instead of with us singing the theme tune to I Don't Like Cricket, I Love It.
0: 10cc. You, know, you
2: know, if
0: that helps you in any way. Might, might get us hit on Spotify. I got some episodes taken down over here on Spotify because I'd used Nirvana and Foo Fighters songs. So when <laughs> folk are like, why do you play all these pish songs that no one's ever heard of? That is why.
2: Uh, <laughs> it be a bit controversial that you have played one of our songs on your show. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. That just episode little, is still up. A little poor
2: timing that you've gone with. Why do you play all these pish? Ah, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Maybe,
0: maybe we can like finish with one of your songs. There you go. Now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> I might I might just do that. We're, 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 we'll finish with a Got go, Need song. I don't know that yeah, one. Can
2: I, can I make a... Going back to football. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a little uh, retort to someone on Twitter on the glory days of... Days ago, on Twitter had said something That's about. That's not like you. Should we look at the manager? And I'd said, well, after a semi successful League Cup campaign, you know, to then say after two league games, you know, the manager's the issue. And I said, that seems a bit ridiculous. My mate did point out that the two home, I mean, this might be wrong, but the two home League Cup games, Greg McDonald was not in charge. Is that correct? Or he was not in the oh. dugout? For the Queens Park and Elgin City home games, might be totally incorrect. Oh, I don't know. Could not tell you. Well, that's fantastic.
0: Hmm.
2: Great chat. Enjoyed every second of this.
0: gonna <laughs> um, let us know. I'm sure. Any enough, any other final thoughts from you, Doug? Where can folk find you online if they do want to argue with you online? <laughs> um.
2: Again, I could just get my address and come to my door. Um. I, I don't really. I, well, I'm on Twitter. I, I think it's at Doug underscore Perry. Is that a possible thing? Probably. Maybe. Sure. Uh, I will quickly, very quick, point out to the guys that gave money to the Glories of Gold Fund. Uh, you incorrectly called him as Neil McKay, as a friend of mine growing up. It is, it's fact, McKay. Neil I
0: know. McKay. As soon as I said so, it, it's it's because there's a goalkeeper for one of the teams I do here. And he's spelt that way, and I've argued with him it should be Mackay, and he's like, no, it's my family, it's always been Mackay. Yeah, well, well, you can tell him he's wrong. Right. But, well, yeah. I, I, did tell him, I did tell him his whole family's got his name wrong this whole time. To it's Neil... Like, someone here uh, as well called Xander at Shockley. Roxburgh. And I'm Ooh. like, it's Roxborough. So I say Roxborough yeah. in the commentary because I'm like, I'm not saying Roxburgh. <laughs> it has a fucking H on the end. It's ridiculous. Absolutely.
2: Well, well, to Neil Mackay, a.k.a. Jock, because he was known when I was at school, thank you very much for the uh, support to the pod, and um, hope you're doing well And
0: I'm just going to say, the Far East. I think it's HK. Oh, I was thinking Thailand ping-pong balls. Oh, okay. Moving on to Gordon. Anything funny caught your eye this week? Yeah, I saw a wee bit of a story on...
3: Uh... Hi and Bovril, that it, when Clyde were playing Bonnie rig, they do a crossbar challenge at Clyde and a bonny rig fan um, was doing the crossbar challenge so he brought football boots with him, so he, he changed into his football boots to do the crossbar challenge and then proceeded to knock the ball out of the ground so uh, uh, that is a good one and I would love to see that on film but unfortunately I don't think we will but that that had me
0: chuckling a wee bit Oh, it's fantastic.
3: Um,
2: very, very quickly, Michael, sorry, just it's never been mentioned, but the guy in the MLS and the crowd that did the pass from the edge of the box to land square on the centre circle. Did you see that? No. So it was like a half-time, similar halftime challenge. You basically had the ball on the edge of the 18-yard box and you had to pass it and get it like on the centre spot. <laughs> and this this guy does it like inch literally inch right in the middle i don't know what won, but my god that's it was very impressive it was quite yes. a few weeks ago quite a few weeks ago
3: because you could you, you feel you could sort of lock out on a crossbar challenge or a penalty challenge yeah, like that's yeah. that's skill Another level
0: yeah. yeah they have this a lot of the ice hockey here uh, in between the periods as well where they have to like i think from the halfway line Score a puck in the net through this tiny, tiny hole when you can yeah. win a car and stuff. And obviously, most folks never anywhere near it. Some old granny one. <laughs> uh, since since you brought up North American football, the thing I was wanting to mention is if you haven't seen this, you've got to check it out because it's fucking insane. Leagues Cup, which is a competition between MLS and Mexican clubs, tides. It was Nashville taking on Club America. Went to a penalty shootout. It was... Let me get this right. It was 5-4 to Club America in sudden death. Nashville went up to take a penalty. It was saved. Everyone's celebrating. Fans are on the pitch. Players have said everything. Players have gone up the tunnel. Five minutes later, the referee orders a retake. (gasps) Because VAR's been looking at it and the keeper came off the line.
3: Oh, fuck off. That's ridiculous. The commentators hadn't
0: been told. The players hadn't been told it was getting looked at. The managers hadn't been told it was getting looked at. They had to get all these players off the pitch. A security guard, I think he might have broken his leg. He definitely went down with a right leg injury trying to get folk off the pitch. So Nashville got to retake their penalty, scored it. America missed their next one. And then Nashville scored their one and won the game. Oh, wow. And there was a lot of Mexican fans in the crowd. And boy, did those bottles rain down. I can imagine. There was one (laughs) one when VAR
2: first came out in Germany where the team had gone in at the break 1-0 up and they were all in the changing room and VAR had spotted in the very last play a handball so it was either a half-time or full-time. They had to bring both teams out to, just to take a penalty. As soon as the penalty went in, they blew half-time Shh. again.
0: It's ridiculous. This was just so bad because there was no communication and no one had a fucking clue what was going on. And then Nashville's manager is an English guy called Gary Smith. He was giving it all this to all the Mexican fans and all these bottles were coming down on top of him and he was loving it. And then Nashville won their next game and they're into the semi-finals now. It's like, wow. I mean, it's uh, obviously funny, but yeah. like, if it's that close,
3: don't bother.
2: Yeah, nobody would notice.
3: Uh, can I? Can I definitely
2: add a wee? Let's all laugh at Harry Kane. I mean, that's oh. a, <laughs> that was priceless last night, wasn't it? You fly all the way. You're like, right, I've been at Bayern for 25 minutes. I'm going to get my first medal after all this time, and they get absolutely pumped three 0 by
0: Leipzig. Yeah, very fun. The only thing was, it was Leipzig, and I hate all these Red Bull sponsored teams but it was funny
2: yeah i enjoyed it
0: yeah so that is it for the show if you want to get in touch you can do so on twitter at glory days of gold you can get hold of me at aft in canada or at AFTN website send us an email glory of gold at gmail.com but we'll be back with another episode soon but let's just play it out we started the the show with a a got got need song our our theme tune for the podcast doug Which song from your recent EP would you like us to finish the show
2: with? Okay.
0: Um,
2: I'm trying to think what we had on before. Uh, We'll go with a bit of uh, holding on to the end because, you know, if you can't
0: hold on to the end, when can you hold on until? Exactly. But it's kind of frowned upon now. It was okay in the 70s, but just any young people listening, you can't do that anymore. Here's Got Got Need, holding on to the end. Bye, everybody.